Hi, Peter Borker here and welcome to today's edition of the Transition Guide. Now joining me in the studio today is Tony Marnetti, author of the upcoming book, Climbing the Right Mountain. Welcome, Tony. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to uh, being here and sharing my story. Um, thanks for having me, Peter. Well, I think it's interesting. Your story is an interesting thing and one of the reasons why you happen to be on today's sort of episode, because your book, Climbing the Right Mountain, Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. When I use this, this term climbing the right mountain, it really is um, connected to this, my own personal journey, but also what a lot of people navigate through, which is, you know, you spend a lot of time and effort on this path of creating what you want in your professional and personal life um, based on the ideals that a lot of people set for you. Sometimes it's not your own path, but something that you expect people want for you. You get to this place where you say, I've gotten to success, but it's not quite as you expected. And sometimes you have to sacrifice a lot to get there. Your, your, your health, your time with family, your friends, um, so many things. And you may look around and say, gosh, it's not quite as great of you as I expected. So with the book, what I'm trying to do is helping people to say, you know, how can I plan a better path, you know, get on the right path that allows me to see that if I have a perspective on an, a new way to climb, um, then I can have, um, you know, a more fulfilling path to uh, fulfillment. I think what's interesting is pre-pandemic is probably quite similar in the States as it is in the United Kingdom and many other countries around the world is that people that are employed, mm. even, even entrepreneurs actually, they're on the hamster wheel yeah. and they're continuously grinding it out. Yeah. And the challenge with grinding it out is you don't have time to think and actually time passes you by ridiculously quickly. Yeah. And before you realize it, that five, 10 years goes by. And as you say, you're getting towards the top of the mountain by the time you get there, that the view quite often sucks, to be fair. Mm. And I think what's happened with the pandemic, and I don't know how you've seen it, but the pandemic has slowed everything down. You haven't got the bustle of the commute. You've got time to think. And I think it's that time to think that's now starting to get people to question their mountain. Would you say that's a flavor of reflection? Absolutely. And I think that's a great thing for people to do because we need to take some time out of our lives to pause and really think, what, are, what am I here for? What do I want? What do I want to experience in my life? And, um, you know, sometimes the things that we're stuck in, the patterns we're stuck in, they're not serving us. So taking a step back and asking those questions is important. So apart from being really busy, like in the caught in the hamster wheel, why else do you think people fall into that trap? Yeah. Um, well, there's an element of external views of what success looks like. And, um, and we, were, we have a barrage of influences coming at us, you know, starting from the point where, you know, we have our parents and adults who come at us and say, well, this is what you need to be successful. This is what it looks like. You should be a doctor. You should be a lawyer. You need to be a, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And, I had that um, conversation when I was very young. Yes. You have options. These are the options. Yeah. You've got three <laughs> options, an accountant, a lawyer, or a doctor. Which one would you like? Choose one. Yes. Um, 
you know, that that societal definition of success is challenging because it says the, the person who says like, well, maybe I want to choose a different path. Does that make me bad or flawed or, you know, not enough? Um, and that's, a, that's a problem. Um, because what happens is then we start to put ourselves in these boxes and say, well, I have to fit into one of these boxes. And then you go through your entire life navigating through, uh, a path that might not be your own. It's defined by some external view. And there's also the social media, which we we all love. There's this view of, I need to have those things, these, um, these material uh, views of success. You know, the reality is it comes down to figuring out what you want to experience. Who do you want to be? That really comes down to how you can navigate your path. How do you want to feel? What are the experiences that you want to have in your life that can help you to shift out of that feeling of, you know, this hamster wheel that you're in? Well, what's quite interesting is probably the majority of people we are speaking about right now is probably the Gen X generation, your sort of early 40s to mid 50s that probably yeah. grew up in the industrial age society where actually you got a job and you were grateful you had the job. Exactly. And you were ta- and you were actually taught during that whole generational thinking, grind it out. Yeah. And that's exactly what people did. They just grind. They're like, they've been grinding it out. But I suppose one of the big challenges you probably face is that grind out leads to burnout. You have it right there, right on the money. And that's, you know, if I were to kind of come back to my own experience, this is why I decided that this was my path too is I had that experience, you know, I was externally viewed as success. And internally, I was dying inside, I felt empty, I had burnout, I was depressed. And I came out of that and still kind of lived in the world that I was living in, and figured out like how to come out of that. Um, Ultimately, once I figured all that out, I decided, how can I make an impact on other people's lives? How can I create something different in a way that other people navigate their path and find fulfillment? Because ultimately, when it comes down to it, we all deserve to be happy. We all deserve to to have a life that's filled with something more than just going to work, you know, check in, check out, and then move on. We want to have something we can be proud of. I think the challenge a lot of people face, and probably a lot of people listening in will say, yeah, that's easy to say, but when you've got bills to pay, you can't be too picky. Yeah. How do you overcome that? Yeah. Well, there's an element of, you know, creating your, your dream while you're still in your day, you know, your day-to-day uh, work. It doesn't mean you throw everything out and start your, you know, your next thing. Um, hold on to reality while you're dreaming. Uh, and I think that's a good way to, to approach it. Um, that's not what I did but that's okay. Um, I leaped before I had ground to step into. Um, and that might be good for some people, but ultimately if you start to see yourself thinking, you know, I really want to think about a new, new path for me. I want to find more fulfilling work. How can I leverage that path? Um, well, keep your day job for now, if you have one, and, uh, maybe even if it means staying in your industry and doing something in another job in that industry, but start thinking about how you transfer to something that's going to be more aligned with who you are and who you want to be. 
So what steps does someone have to go through to be able to make that transition? Because I can tell you, there's going to be tons of people thinking this stuff. They've probably been thinking this stuff for five to 10 years, but probably didn't have the courage to make it, or they've got the courage, but they don't have the support mechanism or framework to be Mm. the enabler to allow that transition. Yeah, or even worse, I'll say it this way too, there's probably a fair amount of people who feel like they're shackled to that, um, the benefits and the, you know, the comfort of being in the corporate environment. I know a lot of executives who I coach who, you know, feel like, my gosh, if I just stick around a little longer, I get that, you know, the stock options vest and this, that, and the other thing. And it's really unfortunate that that's the way that things are because it's monetary. But, and in all fairness, that's why these companies are smart. They call them the golden handcuffs for a reason. You are handcuffed and of course, they're not going to want to let their talent go. So how do you help them transition? Yeah. So, you know, the first question is, what are you willing to tolerate um, around that? Is if you're willing to tolerate being miserable or being uncomfortable in a way that is not serving you, um, you know, continue on by all means. But if you're ready to leap into something that's going to serve you better and give you more fulfillment, then it's time to start, you know, First of all, I I get people thinking about what it is in the past that has really created the strengths that have really made you who you are today. Um, So it's about taking that inventory, looking back in that past and saying, what what have I accumulated in this journey? People rarely see the strengths of who they are. um, And we discount them all the time. Sometimes it's also looking at the wounds that that we've experienced, the layoffs, the you know, the things that we've gotten endured that have really, you know, set us back seemingly. Look at those. How well, there's going to be a lot more of that happening right now in yeah. terms of layoffs. We've not, because we've seen such generous government subsidies, the mm. layoffs haven't even started. They're coming. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately that is devastating and there's no doubt about it. Um, but at the same time, most people who've gone through something like that they always look back after a period of time and say, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because now I know that I can do other things. I can create other things. I can be in another role that helps me to, to have a better experience. Um, very rarely do you say that, you know, Hey, you know, I really missed that job and you know, this new job or whatever I'm doing now is, is far less exciting than what I was doing before. You find a way, you find a way past that experience, but it's, it starts with reflecting on that past and, and moving forward from it. I always say that if you can transcend and include your past, then that's how you want to move forward. You want to make sure that you're not running away from it, but including it. And you cover this in your book. I do. I do. I do. And then once you get past that, you know, the past, then, you know, you'd think I'd go to the, the present, but no, it's about the future. Then it's mapping out that what do you want to see for your future? What do you want to experience? Who do you want to be? And when you think about that, it seems like, okay, well, you know, now I'm painting this picture, the, you know, there might be this element of feeling as though, God, that's, that's a faraway, you know, place. How do I get there? Well, you start to 
to come from that place. You start to right. act and, and, you know, behave in a way that is that person. So I always use the analogy of like an athlete, right? If you say, I want to be a runner, I want to be a marathon runner. Well, you say, how can I act now as if I'm a runner? Yeah. Well, what does a runner do? Well, they run, they eat well, they don't eat junk food. Um, they have a regimen, they are di very disciplined. So those are the attributes of what a runner does. So if I want to be a runner, I have to act like that. Now I have to come from that place of being that person. And so ultimately those are the things that flip the script and change your mindset towards that thing that you want in the future. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes absolute sense. So it takes the future, brings it present. And how do you help? I mean, what tools do you use to help them? You've obviously got quite an extensive tool, tool set, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, part of this is really, you know, getting people to expand their view of where, where they are right now. One of my favorite things to say to people, and it's been really helpful over the past year, is I always say, you have to expand your vision and narrow your focus. And, you know, let me elaborate on that a little bit, which is to say that, like, oftentimes people feel stuck because they're sitting there looking at like this wall, you know, they're saying like, Oh, I can't have that. I can't do that. That's not possible. Um, we talked about being in a box earlier. You know, oftentimes we say, you know, I was, I was formerly a finance um, professional finance and strategy professional. And I would say like, well, I'm a finance person. That's not, I can't do anything besides finance. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't, I don't look at a lot of numbers these days. Um, I had painted myself into that box. I was looking at the wall that says, this is who I am, defined myself by that. But when I stepped away from that, I expanded my vision and saw new possibilities, new ways of looking at the world. And sometimes that can seem overwhelming because you're like, now I've got way too many things to think about. Um, it's an amazing thing at first to see someone do that because their eyes get so wide and they're like, whoa. Um, I hadn't realized that this was all at my fingertips. I didn't know that this was even possible, but it also is overwhelming. Now, with all those new insights, you have to narrow it down, narrow your focus so that you're executing on the things that are calling you to do next. And that might not be something that's like, okay, well, you know, I don't know what to choose. It may be that just you just choose one, you just choose one path. There's nothing that is so definitive that you, you know, you can't come back from it unless it's something that's fatal. You know, there are certain things I should have a disclaimer here that says there's a list of things you can do that, that it will not be able to come back from, but you know, for the most part, you can take okay. chances. So what you do basically is you help overcome the limiting beliefs people have, but not only just overcome them, but manage them. Yes. Because as you say, you don't want them to go into overwhelm and then be paralyzed by overwhelm. Yeah. It, it actually touches back to something I, I used to always say in my financial career too, which is about taking measured risk. You know, take risks, sure, but don't take risks that are going to put you in a place where it's fatal. Take measured risks. Know, know what you're getting yourself into, um, but do it in a way that's almost like you're, you're, you're doing an experiment. Um, you know the, the, all the factors around you that are part of that experiment. It's informed. Right. Maybe there's an element of you've talked to a few people and you've had an understanding of like what they are telling you without being too attached to what they're saying 
just taking an informed, um, educated risk. Right. Makes sense. Yep. Makes total sense. So as we look at people right now, coming through the, we're coming through the pandemic globally. We've actually had the biggest change we've probably experienced in a, in a, in probably two or three decades, if not more. And we're looking at new ways of living, new ways of working. Mm. What, what, what advice would you give to the audience today? First of all, um, don't panic. <laughs> have hope. Um, because hope is the, is the most important thing that we can have right now. Um, if you lose hope, you lose everything. Um, I, was, I always say that I'm a, a road-weary optimist. Because yeah, I've been through my, my fair amount of like challenges and, and uh, trials and tribulations. And there's a lot of people who've been through far worse than what I've been through. And um, you have to have hope that there's, that things can get better and that you have control over a fair amount of those things. And it all starts with how you look at the world. So the starting point is that. The next thing is, and I already kind of said it around control. What do I have control over? What do I have control over? If it's something you're worried about from a financial perspective, what can you do to shore that up in the mean, in the, the midterm um, right now, I should say, so you can ensure that you're not worried about that. Yep. And then start thinking about your long-term, which is to say, you know, if I really want something in the world, if I want to create something for myself that I don't have right now, then I have to start setting that path towards that. If I don't, then it'll never happen. Um, so what is the, the seed that I can plant today? As they often say, you know, right, the Chinese proverb, you know, the best time you know, to plant a seed was 20 years ago. Yeah. The second best time is today. And ultimately, you know, people get really impatient because they want things now. We all do. This is a society today. We're all very impatient. But I think what what has to happen now is you have to get really uh, patient, but we have to take action to be, um, to be moving towards those things and be okay with the fact that it's not going to have a return immediately. Right. Perfect. Now, if people want more information about, about you and how they can move forward, what do they need to do? Oh, um, the best place to find me is to go to my website, which is inspired purpose coaching sorry, inspiredpurposecoach.com. I always get that mixed up there. Uh, and you can find information about me there. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, that's my, my um, usual social media place. And um, I also have a podcast. So you can find the link to my podcast um, on my website. It's called The Virtual Campfire. And you can also find it on all the, all the different uh, platforms for uh, podcast spotify Deezer, and all those amazon music you got it it's everywhere <laughs> and actually you got quite a few episodes you got over 100 episodes now haven't you yeah 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 it's been an amazing journey um you know for me it's been so beautiful to be able to share people's journeys of transformation and um if it helps one person you know in terms of hearing the stories of these people have come through their own challenges and to be able to share that with the world it's been you know that's what i care about it's not about the subscribers it's about how um, one person can be transformed through that one story but the only way that transformation is going to happen if you listen to the podcast absolutely well it's, not, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today yeah. 
Now, if anything resonates with you and you need more information, head over to pulka.com and get in touch. If you love today's episode, please like it, share it and subscribe with others. And actually make sure that you do subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Tony, thank you for coming in today. It's been a pleasure having you. And most importantly, everyone, remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. Please stay safe.